Salutations, everyone, and welcome to Longevity Now, the place for all your news and views of life extension from around the world. In recent episodes, I have lamented the fact that there are no robustly proven rejuvenation products readily available for use by me and you, even after over 20 years of hard work. However, I have casually mentioned how some biohackers seem to be getting some decent results based upon some biomarker tests. Today, we hear from one of the more adventurous biohackers who feels great and, in some respects, has gotten objectively younger after nine years of experimentation. Listen in and find out more details about Steve Perry and his GDF-11 experience. And now I would like to welcome to the Longevity Now podcast, the founder of GDF11Rejuvenation.com, Steve Perry. Hello. Hello, Justin. Hello, Longevity. Well, everyone is very familiar with the discussion that you started way back nine years ago about injecting GDF11, an endogenous substance that you have found has some biological rejuvenating effects. Now it's been nine years later. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. you're eight, I think you're 64 now, right? Yeah, 64, I'll be 65 in March. You're my anti-aging doctor, uh, Dr. Raphael, he always likes to, he's a real telomerase uh, activator guy. He goes, the only thing you prove is that you haven't killed yourself. So thank you. That's that's very, very complimentary. Well, Uh, you have measured some biomarkers, though, not only of yourself, but also some of the cohorts, some of the other people who have been experimenting with GDF-11. And recently, uh, late last year, you shared some of your biomarkers at RADFEST. So could you just review some of those that you have seen some positive results from uh, right now? Yeah. I think the one I was most proud of is uh, are the... uh, Cognitives, the CNS vital signs, which is the cognitive standard test. You know, it's it's the one that has the memory, reaction time, Stroop test. You know, match color, match shape. Takes about twenty minutes if you're really good. Thirty minutes if you're not so good. And I actually uh, beat my score from uh, 2014 uh, baseline uh, GF11 uh, before I start. Before I started GF11, I I take this test every six months and. Uh, and I actually uh, knocked it out of the park. Uh, I think my uh, cognitive age, according to Raphael, is about uh, 42. And, okay. Uh, the main biomarker for the CNS vital signs, it's got all this memory stuff, but the most heavily weighted biomarker is reaction time. And no one has ever challenged me on this, but there is no way to reduce reaction time other than GF11. You need that increased blood flow to the brain. Yeah, pretty, pretty proud of that. And, uh, you know, I've worked with uh, over 100 people now that are in the study and, and hundreds more. And let, let me tell you something, as long as you keep your reaction time low, you're going to be fine. But you start to head into uh, dementia, Alzheimer's uh, territory, that, that's the first thing to do is straight to hell. You go from maybe normal reaction time at 250 milliseconds up to five, 600. Yeah, I, I do baseline, huge baseline biomarkers and all members of the study. And if, if I see reaction time of like above 400 milliseconds. That's a, that's a big warning flag for me. Now, the reaction time decrease that you've mentioned, is that pretty common among the entire cohort that you've been monitoring? I've never seen a GF11er that doesn't improve uh, their reaction time. But it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. But <laughs> I, mean, I got to say that. But uh, sure. so far, it's universal. No, everybody's reaction time uh, 
improved. So what would be the average? I think you said yours decreased by 12%. Yeah. Let me bring up the, uh, you know, the averages are actually right here on the, this splash page of the site. Yeah. The uh, average uh, reaction time uh, comes down about 12 and a half percent. And that, that's very significant. You can't improve reaction time. No matter what you do, you can play video games all day long, become a formula race car driver, not going to improve it. Okay. So, and then you also measure quite a few uh, heart and circulatory system biomarkers, correct? Like heart yes. rate ver variability and pulse rate, things like that. Yeah. Heart rate variability is one of my favorites. Every member of the uh, GF11 cohort has an MFIT under their bed and we sample HRV every five minutes. It's sent up to a server in Finland where it's uh, you know, massaged and crunched and sliced and diced. And in the morning, I get a beautiful uh, set of reports that show me your uh, you know, nighttime HRV trace, your starting HRV, your ending HRV. And then there's all kinds of training reports inside the uh, MFIT. You know, I'd say after about three months, the average uh, HRV goes up about 22%. So uh, that's pretty impressive too. Now, if, if you, you can give me a little... Uh, you know, aerobic exercise, give me 15 minutes a day of running or, or, or biking or elliptical, it'll come up much higher than that. But if you're, even if you're sedentary, your HRV will come up very nicely. And that's a tough, tough biomarker to, uh, you, you can improve your HRV if you, you take a marathon and start working out, but eventually the, the headwinds of aging are going to catch up with you. I mean, you don't see, you don't see these marathon runners uh, doing marathons at uh, 85 or 90. It's, even those guys get swept away by the wind. So uh, that's another one that's uh, pretty impressive. It's uh, due to you know, significant uh, cardiac uh, remodeling. Now with, with yourself or some of the other GDF 11ers, as you would call them, uh, has anyone taken any other types of uh, aging biomarker tests? I know the functional ones, the heart rate variability, reaction time, those are very powerful. Um, but what about DNA methylation or anything that's related to the uh, Levin's phenotypic age or some of the other biomarker tests that are out there? Do you know of anyone else that has shown any results in those regards? There are a few, if you look at the site, gdf11rejuvenation.com, under actual, actual biomarkers, there are some uh, methylation tests. You know, we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for being the cohort on, on biomarkers, and I have not been impressed with the methylation numbers. I mean, it, I know how biomarkers trend. I can tell you how HRV trends. I can tell you how reaction time trends, blood pressure, naive T-cell count. And, you know, they all have predictable trends. And then DNA methylation are just all over the place. And uh, I've been as old as 70, as been as young as 40. And let me tell you well, something. Well, let me know. I didn't fall apart that fast or get that much better. So I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big uh, believer in them. And uh, you know, I've seen that as well. And at longevity, a lot of people, other people discuss, why did my DNA methylation score go way up? Or, you know, wow, look at it, it's so low. And, I'm, and I just notice those tests must not be calibrated, uh, you know, too precisely just as of yet. It's an emerging industry, I guess, but they do seem to vary quite widely. Yeah, I have found that as well. I like the biomarkers that get you through the day. You know, you, yeah, you and functional, functional aging biomarkers are some of the best. You know, well, yeah, the, 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 if you have a good cardiac biomarkers, good HRV, you could be, be high energy and, and uh, not feel fatigued. And uh, uh, reaction time, you're gonna have a good, you know, good reaction time, you're gonna have a good mental acuity and be super sharp. And th these are the biomarkers that, that, that you see and observe every day. DNA methylation, 
in April, I'll, I'll be going riding my bike uh, to uh, Montauk. Am I going to uh, pick a guy to ride with me as an HRV of 50 or a methylation age of 30? Sorry, I'll take the guy with the HRV of 50. <laughs> He's going to make it. <laughs> Not that, you know, I mean, that, and also, like, my last, my last true age was, like, 70. And if you look, take all my daily biomarkers, like Raphael, I'm, I'm, like, a 42. So how could there be such a huge disconnect between the cardiac, the, the mental, and the immune biomarkers and uh, the methylation. That's it just, it, it is say, not, I, it, it I, I agree. Really, sounds really cool. Yeah. And it'd be great if it really worked, but uh, you know, I'm, I've got a lot of empirical evidence. That it's not ready for prime time. Sure. Uh, now also at your recent RadFest uh, presentation, you also delved a little bit more into GDF 11 and cancer and that you've seen some, Dogs and cats be cured of cancer. Uh, how about uh, some of the GDF 11ers? Uh, has any of them had any cancers that have gone into remission or been cured, possibly yeah, because is, of GDF 11 administration? This is a great story. You got to, especially at the age, you got to run out all the ground balls. No matter how crazy something seems, you got to think, hey, whatever, give it a try. But what, what happened with the, the GDF 11 and, and uh, one of our GDF 11ers, his son, had a dog that had mandibular sarcoma, which is a very, very deadly disease. It's a uh, cancer of the uh, endophilia. The dogs grow tumor and tumors in their blood uh, vessels. Tumors burst and uh, they die a horrible death. The dog rarely makes it beyond three months. So anyway, he calls me up and he says, "Hey, can I give my my dog who has a mandibular sarcoma, my son's dog, GDF uh, 11?" And I was like, "I mean, no evidence that'll do anything." But, you know, what the hell? Let's, let's give it a try. It's helping so many other systems. And, you know, the vet is saying this dog has got like a month to live. Anyway, they made up an allometric dose, dosed a fraction of what the humans do, because it's much smaller. And uh, within like two weeks, the tumor started to disappear. In three months, he was totally cured. So uh, the vet was like, wow, you know, you never see this. I mean, it's basically like when you bring in a dog where you manage a corner, they usually tell you, tell you to put the dog to sleep. So anyway, I was like, well, that's pretty cool, but I've been doing this long enough. I, I, I know, well, maybe one, a study of one doesn't prove much. So I put, put uh, Dexter, he's on the, the site. I put him on the website and I put a GDF 11 Google ad for a mandibular sarcoma. And, he, and I got a ton of hits. I mean, this is basically, this. these dogs are all doomed. And uh, oh God, we've cured at least 20 of them now. And they're all, they're all on the site. We only cure about half of them. Sometimes it's just too far along or too aggressive. The fact that we cure any is pretty amazing. So the story gets even better. Um, the uncle of one of the dogs that was cured was diagnosed with a liver cancer and stomach cancer. He says, you know, I saw what you did with uh, my nephew's dog. I want to give it a try. And I, I was like, sure. At this point, it's pretty pretty good at dealing with uh, dose GF11 with uh, cancer, which is much different than healthy people. Basically, the, the dose is correlated with tumor load. But there's a lot of tumors you know, you might have to give the dog or the person a thousand times as much. And that that's really, that's a lot of work. That's very, you got to use the infants and everything else to make sure you don't overdose, but don't underdose to let the tumors make any progress. So anyway, worked up a dose for this guy. He had stage four liver cancer and stomach cancer. So in pretty bad shape. And we got rid of the, uh, we got rid of the liver cancer. Yeah, that's complete remission. Stomach cancer is still giving us a hard time. Shrunk that about 60%. Uh, I have found with some of these dogs, we never really cure it. The GDF-11 keeps it contained. So 
I call them stalemate dogs. I've got about three or, three or four of them that take pretty big doses. And the tumors don't get anywhere, the GF11 doesn't get anywhere, and the dog's fine. So there's, it's actually, a, usually we cure it, usually you can't see any trace of the tumors, but there are a few cases where you get to the stalemate with the tumors and uh, someone will win a Nobel Prize figuring this out, that's for sure. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty <laughs> interesting. I'm sure a lot of people are would be partial to maybe trying the treatment now. How, what would you think is studying the situation is the method of action why GDF11 might have some effectiveness against cancer? Yeah, there's a, if you go on the, uh, on my site, I cite this paper. It's one of my favorite GDF11 papers. It's uh, implications of GDF11 in cancer biology. They actually did in uh, vivo and in vitro tests, but mice cancer lines, and it, it uh, eradicates uh, liver tumors, and um, another tumor. Uh, so yeah, there, there is a paper that, that, that discusses the mechanism of action. The mechanism of action is a GDF-11 binds to the tumor cells because they exhibit stemness and it shuts down their mitochondrial function and, uh, and kills them. So it basically suffocates the tumor cells. Yeah, there, after this, this paper came out long after this guy gave text to that. I mean, so he, he was a real visionary, that guy. But uh, <laughs> anyway, the... Uh, there's, there's that paper and there's a couple of other ones on uh, Wikipedia. So this has been has been validated. Okay, it's, and, and and listeners can find links on gdf11.com. Rejuvenation. Oh, yeah, liverrejuvenation.com, yeah. Okay, got also, it. GDF11 Wikipedia entry has like 40, 50 papers on it now. So you can okay. always, so that's why I tell people, if you want to come up to speed, look at my site and look at the uh, GDF11 site. It'll take you about a month. But <laughs> And just briefly... Uh, just briefly, you mentioned dogs and a couple of people that uh, have had some success with the cancer treatment with GDF-11, but also cats. Uh, some people have used it yes. on cats who have cancer. Yes. True. I guess we're not doing Zoom. I would pick up my cat, David. <laughs> That's okay. Both my cats are on GDF-11. They're, they're doing great. And they're doing great. How old would you, how old are oh, they? These are, these are pretty good, getting, getting up there. They're about uh, 13, 14 years old. Oh, still, okay. Still running around, go out on the roof and get into all kinds of trouble. Now, how about this? But, but get back to your, your question. We do have a, a cat that came to us uh, named Roscoe, and he's on the site. He had uh, lymphoma. We, we cured that. We cured that like in six weeks. They, they have, typically, they'll have the uh, mandibular uh, lymph nodes and the popliteal behind the knees, all that, all those lymph nodes shrunk. And we have another dog we cured a lymphoma named Dean. I think GF11 will work against any cancer because all cancer cells uh, exhibit stemness, and so it'll it'll bind to them and snuff them out. But yeah, this I'll tell you this in oncology. I like to get them early stage, you know, not eleventh hour. <laughs> sure. And I wonder now, some people have been wondering: Are oncologists and researchers, other uh, cancer people, knocking on your door? Have you had uh, any inquiries? Uh, well, the vets the vets have been very interested, and. Uh, the liver cancer guys, uh, oncologist is, is uh, pretty fascinating, but people just get set in their ways and, and uh, it's, a, it's a risk averse society. They have their expensive chemo treatments and uh, thank God, for, I got another guy that has prostate cancer, very, very early stage, only three millimeters. I think he's going to be fine. 
But, you know, thank God there's people willing to take risks out there because uh, a lot of people just seem to like the status quo. And I'm, I don't know if we have time to go into why that is, but you could probably expound on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen it, you know, with any kind of new therapy, uh, any kind of new idea, boy, it is tough to break through the mainstream resistance, I guess you could call it. Um, yeah. People are, you know, research, academia, governments are set in their ways and it takes a long time to get things, new things uh, going. And then uh, I wanted to ask also about, you mentioned in the past that there seem to be some sex differences between the GDF-11ers. Uh, males responded better, had uh, better increases in their biomarkers than females. Is that still the case from when I talked to you about two, three years ago? I wouldn't say that's the case. Unfortunately, we don't have very many women in the study. So not enough to make a statistically relevant yeah. declaration. There's no difference between uh, men and women, uh, reaction time improvement or immune improvement or HRV improvement. I think, I think you, hear, you hear me talk about BPH a lot because uh, yeah, a lot of guys got BPH. And that's one of the first things people talk about. They get on GDF-11 and say, yeah, I used to go to the bathroom six times a night. Now I only go once. I say, well, that's good. <laughs> I know that. Waking up six times in the middle of the night is, is, is bad for your sleep score. So. Now, we had a functional question in the uh, longevity discussion about the GDF-11, and that was, how do you know, how do you test for the quality of the GDF-11 that you might be sourcing from some labs uh, somewhere in the world? How, they were just wondering, you know, maybe it varies a little bit. Personally, I mean, it's going to your body. I would only buy a GMP, greatest manufacturing practice, GDF-11. So anybody that's certified GMP... I suppose you can talk with some other GDF-11ers and say if they've had a good results from certain vendors, I suppose. I mean, yeah, I, I, you probably could pay a lab to analyze it for you, but it'd be super expensive. By the time you got done, you might, you might as well just pay for the, the good stuff. Pay for the testing equipment yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not that much more expensive. Of course, if you're a, a long-time GDF-11er like me, I mean, I, I know exactly what it feels like. It has, it has a very unique feeling signature and biomarker signature. So uh, I'm not going to test your GDF-11 for you. I'm just saying that I could, somebody sold me a fake bottle. I, I would know it pretty quick. <laughs> I see. Okay. Now it seems as though your biomarkers have improved and stabilized a certain level. So GDF-11 has reversed the aging clock a bit for you, but perhaps there's a limit to how much GDF-11 can do in the body. Do, is that what you would anticipate? Yeah. I mean, I would say based on the biomarkers, the biomarker trending definitely slowed down aging. I'd say at least, at least 50%. I'm very pleased with my immune numbers are better than they were in 2014. Reaction time, cardiac, skin. I don't know. I, I think I look, I look older, even though my skin elasticity is helped. I think I, I look older. I don't look like I did uh, eight years ago because I gained some weight. I work all day looking at biomarkers and all I can think about is dinner, but <laughs> so, uh, no, so you've been GDF 11 has brought you to a certain level with you're happy with. And I know you're yeah. Mr. Endogenous. You don't want to uh, be taking too, too many things that are uh, unnatural, but have you thought, or have you dabbled in any other of the therapeutics that have shown some positive aspects toward rejuvenation? Yeah. I mean, um, once people are stable, in our study on GDF-11, we uh, asked if they'd like to do Clotho. Almost everybody says yes. Clotho? Yeah. I like Clotho. I went from uh, H1AC of 5.6, which is not that good, to 5.0. That's knock it out of the park stuff. 
And uh, you know, I have one of these. You know, I got this. Uh, well, of course, it's not going to be a video, but I'm, I'm, I'm holding up my Super Sapiens CGM. Yeah, my average uh, glucose is a uh, 93. It's pretty good for the whole day. Yeah, I love I love the clothes. It, it, it's a real nice adjunct to uh, GDF11. It lowers your blood sugar. You can lose weight on it. I haven't. You're just do, using. <laughs> You're you're but, saying you're using a a, a clotho upper upregulating substance. You're not doing the clotho gene therapy. No, we no we do we we use, actually inject uh, alpha clotho. Oh, you do. Oh, inject it. Oh, I got it. it. Put in the same needle with the GF11, and that's that's all you got to do in the morning. Clotho is pretty easy to dose. For most people, about a half picogram a day does a trick. Picogram. Picogram. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, we deal in only picograms, and, and the maintenance dose of GF11 is at the atogram level. If you know what that is, that's a yep. picogram. The yeah, clove is pretty easy to dose. It's very self-limiting. You take too much, you'll know it. Believe me, you don't. You, you get tachycardia and all that. So don't exceed the 0.5 picogram dose. If you see your uh, pulse trending up over time, you should cut the dose. It's pretty easy to dose. You can just almost dose. You can pretty much dose it by feel and uh, blood sugar and pulse. But you get skin improvements, you get blood sugar improvements, you get cognitive improvements too. I mean, I type all day long. I can type on three uh, three computers at once with this stuff. If you have GDF 11, I'm, I'm pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Any, so, anything else? So Clotho, some people are uh, injecting that. As you know, some other people, some GDF 11ers that were trying any other types of anti-aging or rejuvenation uh, supplements or therapies? You know, I, I just pretty much uh, stick to the, the people in the study. They're pretty, everybody's pretty happy with, with that combo. You know, some people take testosterone. I like that too, but I've been on that a long time. Yeah, I try to I try, try to keep it real simple. You can't do, you can't solve an equation with a hundred variables in it. Three is tough enough. And uh, yeah. Well, you know, some people would think, well, if after they've been on GDF eleven for a little while and they uh, enjoy seeing some uh, rejuvenation aspects, that they would try some of the other substances, right? That would be natural course of action. If there are some other biomarkers that they're trying to lower, they might go with some adjunct th therapies, but so far, mainly it's just clotho with some of you in your cohorts. Yeah, and I'm open-minded. I mean, if I see another, it's gotta be endogenous. If I see another pet, endogenous peptide that's move, moving the needle, I'm definitely uh, exploring. But so far, uh, I'm, and everybody out there, Email Steve at stevegperry.com or email, email me off the site. You got to, if I'm missing something, I share all this knowledge with you. You let me know. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> well, any last uh, things you wanted to mention? Anything coming up that uh, you are going to be uh, making an appearance somewhere or maybe uh, some sort of promotional material, books, or you know, uh, something going on at the website that you wanted to announce? No, I'm, I'm going to Radfest in Anaheim. Hope you'll all be there. Yeah, it's just uh, I'm very excited about the, the cancer work. It's, it's it's super rewarding. It's really really rewarding. Uh, just seeing these people they cure their dogs and they think you you, you walk on water. It's it's just it's just and the, the humans the, when you turn them around, it's just it's just really uh, great stuff. So that, I'm doing a lot of that work right now, and, and hopefully uh, we'll keep on being successful. But you know, can, cancer is a tough nut. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna have some. Uh, failures and stuff that just gets out of control and there's nothing you do about it but uh so far we're doing pretty well well good to hear and thank you so much for the update on how the gdf 11 therapy is going steve great to have you once again on the longevity now podcast thanks justin one important takeaway from this interview is that aging is complex and comprehensive approaches need to be developed 
When talking with Steve, he mentioned that even though some important biomarkers have trended toward a younger age, he said he can still easily notice that he looks older than he did when he started his GDF-11 experiment. This is because there are many different bodily systems that age in different ways and at different rates. GDF-11 seems to help out with some aspects of aging, but probably does not address everything. We need to keep building a larger portfolio of interventions. Until next time, I'm Justin Lowe.